Hello, Cyclocross friends, and thanks for tuning in to episode 323 of Cyclocross Radio. On this show, we have our third annual or fourth annual, we're, we're not even sure, uh, award, it, it's the award show, it's the Golden Tubies, um, and, and, and we're doing it again. We're giving away awards for a, a list of categories, some in dispute, others I found confusing somehow, but we made it through in our normal fashion, <laughs> whatever that may be. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, not much to say here. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Please um, become a member of the Wide Angle Podium Podcast Network. Go to wideanglepodium.com. Become a member. Click on Cyclocross Radio for one of the shows you want to support and any of the others that are on there as well, like uh, Grodio. We're doing a ton of shows over at Grodio. Amanda continues to bring the high level of interview skills to the to the gravel world. And uh, it's worth tuning in for. So uh, subscribe to that as well. I got nothing here. We're just we're just gonna get right into the show. It's episode 323 of Cyclocross Radio. We've got Zach, Michael, and myself all in the media pit for the third or possibly fourth annual Golden Tubies. And we're presenting those awards to you right now. We're back in the media pit, as we said we would be. And 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 here we are for the – do we have a year on this, Zach? For for the for the golden tubies, man. Let's pretend we started in twenty twenty one. I think this is the third year. Third year, third year, third year, third year of the golden tubies, third annual, third annual golden tubies. We're gonna give out our year end award since we ended up the uh, season last weekend. Putting you on spot, Michael. What was it? Name of the race. Let's say it. I mean, it's the slut spring. <laughs> it's the sluting spring, Usmale. Um, Usmala? Is that it? Usmale. It's the, it's, it's, lit, it's, it is the definitive last race. The season is officially over. So, of course, we're going to podcast. I mean, no, no, um, no coverage of this one. I was wondering. I did a quick Google search. I mean, a quick YouTube search, you know, for a pirate feed. I got nothing. No, I don't think there was anything. But I don't know if you looked at the results, Zach. We were so close. Four up sprint in the men's race with Vandeputa, Vandahar, Ezerbeet, and Lauren Sweck. The man did everything he possibly could to pull it out to save to save Swekuary, and in the end, Vandepote got them. That's a bummer. Just a cap on really kind of a bummer of a year, especially after it seemed like, you know, last season he had kind of started to put things together, had really put things together, and he had really shown consistency that had escaped him for so long. And then this year, just from the get, he just never put things together, and he was never relevant. So is he 
is he O for the year? He didn't even win some like that was it. That was the last chance. And this was like the this was just, you know, this was money in the bank. This, you know, I guess zero oh, wins, Zach. Yeah. No wins. Ooh, yeah, first man, that's I was gonna say he doesn't win this race in a leap year, but he did because 2020 champ Lawrence Sweck. 2021 champ Lawrence Sweck. 2022 champ Lawrence Sweck. 2023 champ Lawrence Sweck. And this was this was it. Man, this, this is it's the bizarro, it's like the bizarro Vanderpool race, or you know, it's bizarro, right? We during the trivia last week, Vanderpool didn't win this race three years in a row. And all Lauren Sweck up until this year, or is he just wins at Ostmal? Smala, however you say it. So Vanderput, uh nice little nice little end to the season for him. You know, two two wins in the last four races. Wins are six places. That's what he does. Well, I, I mean, so Vandaputta is kind of, I believe, one of the one of the arguments that was made by the media pit members. I believe it was Bill. But one of the reasons that I I should care about Swecuary is it's a chance for the young guys to to get some wins. And you know, I think we kind of called it, described it as uh, when the you know the varsity team usually calls up sophomores at the end of the basketball season for the state tournament and this is kind of them getting called up and getting some experience and sometimes those players riders they make the most of it and it looks like uh Vandaputta, by put Vanda putting a couple on the board uh here in Swecuary, uh he played it perfectly he he did the thing that he was supposed to do and get that little momentum going into the nine month off season. <laughs> So that, that was his second and third win of the season. He had a very American-esque beginning to the season. The other only other win he had was a Dutch C2 that second place was Jens Decker in his comeback, and then third was Kay DeBrooker. So one of these kind of like smaller um, – C2s to, to start it out. Got a good win there, but then went into the regular season and was, you know, ended up seventh in the UCI ranking. So did did fine for the year. It was always always in the picture. But yeah, it definitely uh, got that taste of winning at the end of the year. So something something to look forward to. Vanderput is like my, I mean, I was almost thinking him, you know, you know, he might have won an award for, for me. He might receive an award from me this year. Although checking his rankings he finished seventh last season but it seemed like this year he was he for some reason it seemed like this year he stepped up a bit like he just he was perennial top 10 in the mix you know either going hard in the front in the beginning i mean i made the joke earlier in the season he was sort of putting alpas and phoenix alpas and tacoinic out there because vanderbilt wasn't around um so yeah i think i think for him to cap off the season with the win is 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 a, is a good is a good button on it. I'm Wait, which award were you going to give him? Well, I think I took some of your domestic awards and <laughs> we're, we're building the tension. Yeah, the suspense. Just wait. Zach. Wait, you're going to give him one of own. the domestic awards? You're just going to be an honorary uh, just because Evanda put a one on the board at Jingle Cross a couple years ago? <laughs> no, that's not <laughs> quite it. Because that, like, am I going to give like Vincent Bastian's uh, best domestic ride of the year? No, 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 no. I thought about it. Yeah, let's not let's okay. not show All our right, cards well. here. Okay, All right. I don't know what All we're right. doing. Uh, but uh, I guess before before we get to those awards, you know, the one other thing that I wanted to talk about was the beginning of. Road season, we had a lot of uh, cyclocross over. 
uh, for the beginning of Road, especially we're just kind of chatting about this a little bit in the green room, Michael. But uh, uh, well, Van Art goes out there has has a pretty good weekend, you know, and in uh, Umlop, she he's out there uh, kind of animating things. Um, doesn't end up winning, but it sets it up nicely for his teammate to take the win and then comes back the next day. KBK uh, is out there for, you know, a couple hours in the break, uh, sort of pulling pulling along. They worked really well together and and takes that win at the end, end of the day. So the annual question by now, or actually this one, I guess he raced Worlds last year. His, his early exit, is it going to pay off? So far, good dividends on leaving cyclocross or not doing too much and concentrating on road. I mean, it, I mean, hard to tell yet, I'll say this, because one, Vanderpool's not there yet. Um, so I, I do think, also, let's just shout out, you know, he, on podium percentage of 100 for the weekend, he got third at Um Loop. Let's uh, not for, for, uh, forget he cleaned up the group sprint. Um, I don't know. I feel like these are results we expect from Wow. He looks good. Like I'm glad he's not like I'm glad he's on the podium. That's like we're on the right track. I think he looks really strong. Um, and you know, Jumbo uh, Jumbo Visma last year did the same thing. You know, they they came out really strong. And then Vanderpool came back, and uh, you know they weren't as dominant as before. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm, I think it as a fan, as a CX fan, to see Wout not do Worlds and end the season sort of early, and then to come out and land on the podium twice in the weekend, you're like, okay, that's fine. Like if as a, especially if you're a CX fan, you're probably a Wout fan, then you're feeling good. So yeah, is, it's uh, okay. Is- is Poge racing the classics this year? Pog? Yeah. Uh, I think he's doing he's doing Strada. I think he's coming in for Strada, and I can't remember if he's doing Flanders again. I feel like he's not doing Flanders. Okay, so it really is kind of Vanderpool then is the uh I, Yeah, I think know. all the he's other the, the unstoppable force that's standing in his way. As it always is. And then on the in the women's race, we had the return of Mariana Voss. I mean, Amlo taking the taking the the doing what Mariana Voss does, winning with her head and her legs, out outplaying everyone at the end of that race to take it. Six months, six months after iliac artery surgery, you know the potential career-ending surgery, and uh, still doing still doing what she's done for the past few decades. Yeah, I was thinking I was watching I didn't get to watch that race, but I just the highlights I saw was I think it was Capecchi or someone was like trying to flick her through and she didn't do it. And I was like, you got you got it, you gotta make her work. Come on. This is like brand and Voss at Worlds in Fayetteville. Come on. Don't just let like, her like track tracks you. Dude. Do whatever you need to oh. do. <laughs> Good weekend for Yumbo though. Yeah. Hey, and let's sure. let's give a shout out, Puck. Puck in uh eighth place, getting that top ten. Um, beating, oh, it looks like I didn't like, I didn't rate, I was a beating perennial women's sprinter, Lorena Weebus, but she's actually was, there's a, there's a big gap there. So anyway, shout out to Puck who's has started racing again. Road to roadie. All right, Zach, should we, should we get into our, our awards? Sure. Who should we do first? Should we do euros or domestic first? 
Let's just do it how you put it out there. We'll start with the domestic. All right, we'll do the domestic. We're not going to go in order, though, because uh, the first one that I threw out was Rider of the Year. We got to do that one last. So let's, uh, I don't know, let's get things started. Let's break it in uh, by talking about our breakout Rider of the Year. Uh, so, you know, whose name rang out to you guys? We'll start with the, we'll start with the women here. All right, I'll start. I I, I went for the women. I uh, I went young. I think that the the breakout riders for me watching everyone out there watching riders who I think will be moving up through the elite ranks quickly. Even though they raced mostly in the juniors this year, two of them, Rafael Carrier, and then also Vita Lopez de San Roman. Those those will be my two i cheated i I picked two for my breakout riders yeah i mean i so i my sort of breakout rider maybe is under the rider to watch category so i don't so though this is what i'm gonna do i had two in the rider to watch so i will say breakout rider izzy holmgren um was previous world champion so she's not someone that you would be on the watch so i think she you know made a couple statements early in the season and then went to Europe and, and, and fought hard, had a couple solid results and, you know, she's still young. So she's someone who I think we'll see kind of come into that elite form maybe next year, next couple of years. And, uh, she'll be getting more dubs on the board. Uh, so I thought this was about the elite category and people who race elite. Uh, so I, I mean, I think it was Isabella Holmgren. I mean, she stepped up to the elites and showed that she belongs. She beat Claire Hansinger at Pan American Championships. You know, she was racking up wins, had a great finish to her season against her age peers. So that was that was my choice, uh, was uh, Isabella Holmgren. I think that she showed that she was the real deal, maybe tipping my hand a little bit. I don't know if she quite had the Palmarius to be rider of the year in my book. So got to give her an award. Got to give her an award. I think, um, I, I will say that, uh, if we have to, if we have to go with the elites, uh, uh, you're free to do whatever. That was okay. just my interpretation. I, I did not well, give the rules. I just sent you a screenshot of notes I typed up on my iPhone. So <laughs> I don't think it was in the official uh, rules and regulations. Michael, who did you pick? Holmgren. Isabella Holmgren. All right. So it sounds like we have some consensus. Uh, it sounds like uh, sounds like Isabel Holmgren going to take the take the award. Uh, breakout ride of the year for the men. Michael. Um, who's breaking who's breaking through like the uh the Kool-Aid man breaking through a wall of bricks? I feel like this we might all pick the same rider, uh, but I had to get it to Strotime, the big dig. Uh I think he I mean he I feel like he literally broke out onto the scene at Go Cross in the elite field and was just like throwing hammers from the gun. A very exciting style of racing. Um very memorable, like a lot of the, I'm thinking about like races of the year and you know, he had a pretty good storyline with the victory and yeah, just he's someone who when you saw him on the start line, you knew he was going to mix it up and like, he kind of changed the dynamic in the men's elite field. Like he was like kind of already a fate. He just became a favorite. Like you could be like, Ooh, who's going to win this race? Could be Strohmeyer. 
you know? And just the fact you come in that hot and sort of just be one of my favorites, that's a breakout year. I'm just going to jump in here quickly because I had the exact same take. Surprise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you biased, <laughs> sir? Uh, I, I will also say that even ending the season with his world's ride, obviously not what he wanted. I mean, devastated at the end of that race for, you know, being starting, the, you know, the having 30 seconds of a race go exactly how you wanted to go, exactly where you want to be on the guy who you're pretty sure is going to win the race's wheel and then just, uh, you know, lose it all and 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 crash in that first 30 seconds but then to get up you know dust yourself off and have some of the fastest races of anybody out there go from dead last and finish 16th uh was a pretty pretty impressive ride on a disappointing day yeah uh i clearly also picked andrew strohmeyer i think is the unanimous choice here uh, for all of us, I, I mean, I guess like for some backstory, like I felt like I, I considered calling this like rookie of the year, but I don't necessarily know that because like, how do you define a rookie in, in cyclocross? And it's not always like your first year that you really come and make a splash. You know, I think he had raced a little bit against the elites, but you know, it was pretty clear that Strohmeyer leveled up immediately. And I think he added so much to the, the early part of the season, just in terms of the excitement. Uh, and his style of racing. And I, yeah, I mean, I think for him, like this is, this award was tailor made, right? I think of like all these awards, like this ride, the breakout ride of the year, Strohmeyer, um, you know, he, like Michael said, he literally just broke out onto the scene and he kept it going all year. So uh, without any further, we'll move on for that. So we've got two relatives. So we got like, like five out of six votes of concurrence for the, uh, first two i like this it makes it easy to to pick a winner um so we'll move on kind of like to the next one who's your rider to watch in 2024 based on some uh, results that they were dropping this year and we'll start with the men i'll go first uh i picked luke valenti thought he was uh got some nice results and he was a name that we were uh, talking about um towards the end of the season um you know, I, I I think there's a lot of people you can pick. I, I doubt that we'll have consensus on this one. I think at different moments, different riders had different results that kind of made you turn your head. But, you know, I think that I remember in Cincy was a rider that we were, were talking about and riders had some success on the road. So looking forward to hopefully him racing cross next year and seeing uh, what he can do. For the men's side, I, I chose Scott Funston for this one. I think a, a strong domestic season if you know and then and then that top three uh in the country and the the men's elite field i think if you're if you're taking strohmeyer out of the equation in that last award that we gave i think funston would be right up there you know as as a as a as a second place or even you know without strohmeyer in there as the winner of that so that's definitely i think that he is he is continually getting stronger and next year is going to be a pretty cool one for him um this was tough for me I, I really was like i'm just gonna let bill handle this with juniors but i'm, I'm i want to watch the writer i want to know more about is canadian national champion evan russell stepping into some big shoes not many races this year uh only went to europe for two races for worlds to bore but he uh you know third of thunder cross six of pan ams you know won canadian national championships and won the race the next day so he's a rider who I feel like has the potential, has the talent, and let's hopefully we'll see some more from him 
and we'll be enjoying watching him race. Oh yeah, that Thundercross race, that was that was I mean, you want a like a just showing up on the scene. Uh, anybody who was not Canadian was out there saying, who's that in the green kit? Who is that in the green kit at the front of this race? We were all just like, who is this guy? And he was just flying that, that weekend. I'm going to go with the heat check philosophy and keep it on brand. And I think we'll, we'll have to give it to Russell. I think Michael and both of you guys made a compelling case and it's a rider to watch bill. I really like, I like your pick, but also, I don't know, second year elite. I mean, Funson's going to be in his third year as elite coming up this year. I was I was kind of getting there, but then you talked about breaking out at Thundercross. The heat check sold me, so we're going to give it to, to Evan Russell. I'm glad I could sell Michael's uh, choice for I, you. Yeah, I'm really glad that I, because I kind of pulled <laughs> that out of my ass just right now, uh, perusing through results. Synergy, baby. All right, let's move on to the women. Believe I is your turn to go first, Bill. Uh, okay, breakout rider of the year. I don't know. I I I feel like I'm in the I'm in the dark horse spot here for for these so far. So I'll just I'll just stay with that. And uh, I'm going Lawrence Erner. Uh, big um, win at Pan Ams. I think that was probably her breakout ride of the year. Um, you know, not the results that she wanted after that, but I think just always in the mix in, in the early races, USCX, um, all of these races, always near the front at these races, learn, you know, learning how to race herself onto the, onto an elite podium. So, um, yeah, that she's my, she's my pick for domestic breakout. No, we're doing rider to watch. <laughs> Same story. Lauren Zerner, your rider to watch in 2024. Michael, who, who are you? Uh, who who caught your eye this year and uh, makes you intrigued? So I, I mean, I I'm going with Bill's breakout rider of the year. My as my rider to watch It's Vita Lopez. I, I just someone who I think showed, you know, made a splash with the winning the Holst Junior race at the World Cup, um, and you know just top tens. You were trying to not confuse that, and yet you just ended by confusing it again. Did I? It's not. You were like the rider, the junior rider race at the World Cup <laughs> makes it sound like it's a World Cup race. <laughs> oh. Okay. So she won Vesting yes. Cross Holst. Yes. Was a junior race not associated with the not World a World Cup, not in the World yet Cup series. Took place on the same day at the same location. Vita Lopez de San Roman is my rider to watch. I just think you know, strong, strong. The youth movement coming up. Um, we saw what France is doing. You know, uh, I want I want us to to pay attention to Vita to what she's doing, and uh, you know, as her sort of her fellow north american ralph what what is it raffier raphael carrier raphael carrier also a young canadian so yeah i'm going vita that's my pick all right nice 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 finish at worlds too uh i went with uh i went with janiah francis was a writer that we knew nothing about we still really don't know that much about but in the middle part of the season i think that she was getting some nice results i mean Remember at Cincy, she was racing with, you know, racing with Ava Holmgren and, you know, giving her 
hard time and everything she could handle. So I think, you know, she's a rider who very young still, but was doing, uh, was racing well at the elite level and uh, getting some props. So, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of curious. I think this is a tough one to do because, you know, sometimes we see success uh, from the junior level translate immediately. Um, you know, like our breakout ride of the year, Isabel Holmgren, sometimes it could take a few years. Uh, so be curious to see, um, you know, between Vita and uh, Rafael Carrier, two riders who are really excelled, I feel like, at the junior level this year. Hopefully we'll we'll see them break through. Um, but I don't know. We like Lauren and uh, Bill's feeling like the dark horse here. So we'll uh, we'll give this one to to Lauren Zerner. Wait, so so you can have a rider to watch that then breaks through? God, now I'm starting to understand these. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this is like the breakthrough is the one who's doing it. Right. The, the rider to watch is like okay. a rider who ha- give you a little taste. They give you a little so taste the, of like, The rider to watch is the American cyclocross calendar of awards. You know, it's a step <laughs> before you get up to the. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it goes like, you know, rider of the year breakout rider to watch sort of that was the that was the thank you michael for catching my vibes michael and i were (laughs) vibing on on the the awards categories so um all right so hopefully this one was a little bit more straightforward you don't have to give it to lauren doesn't want a sympathy vote from you uh well i don't i don't i don't know but like how can you i i but like can you pick vita over rafael carrier like i mean i feel like are we going to play favorites on countries and stuff? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, can a junior be the rider to watch? I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I guess uh, in, in my head, since I made this up, I was thinking someone who had results at the, at the elite level or at the U23 racing with elites to be like, here's a little taste. Um, but I, Bill loves juniors. Bill loves juniors. That is the, the new story. We love juniors here at the media pit. All right. Zerner. Great. She wins. Uh, So let's see. We did women, men. So we're on to women. Hopefully we all are on the same page for this one. Best race. Uh, Just to clarify, that is an event uh, where a field of cyclocross racers goes to a venue that has a course. It's usually taped approximately three meters wide. They all start on a grid. They blow the whistle and then they race for perhaps 45 to 60 minutes. And the first person to cross the line, the designated number of laps is the winner. So that's, that's and a this race. Is, and this is the talking best. About. And this was the best. Like we're looking at the field and we're saying the, that the field, most exciting, best race. Zach, you're up first. Oh, you're making me go first, and we're doing the women. Yeah, you haven't done that. Uh, well, I, I mean, we'll, we'll get to this. I mean, I, I, I feel like I just keep tipping my hand at who my rider of the year for the women is going to be. Um, but there, there weren't that many good elite women's races this year. It was like a lot of them were blowouts. But you know what race was a banger. I was lucky enough to be there. I skipped going to the Wisconsin-Nebraska volleyball game for this. King CX day one, Claire Hansinger, Isabella Holmgren. It came down the last lap. We had super pro move from Isabella right before the the camel or the, the hill. Super duper pro pass by Clara Hansinger to take the lead. And then Clara winning the long uphill sprint. It was a great race. It's a bummer that that was not broadcast because for me that was 100% the race of the year for the elite women. See, this is me being a good teammate, Zach, because I I made you go first and and take take the the W on this. I had the exact same thing. 
That was my choice as well. I, thank you, Bill. I, I will stop being sarcastic in my description. <laughs> oh, please. Please do not. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, I, I mean, I guess that's my race too because I don't remember shit. Sorry. Bleep that out. I don't remember anything. Um, and I do remember you look at the, the winners on the domestic calendar and there was a lot of Magali Rochette and I remember there being some pretty big gaps. Um, so I'm going to vote for that race as well. Yeah. I, I will say the, the, the re well, I mean, there was a day two rematch, of course, of those two that went the other way, but the, the big rematch of that was Pan Ams. And even though Bella ended up winning by 50 seconds or so, you know, it looked like a big gap at the end. That was actually a pretty close race for the first two thirds of it until, you know, and they were, they were kind of going after each other. So I think that was, that would be a, a runner up for it with the same, same two riders in there. What, whichever race you pick, I think that, that, uh, Holmgren and Hansinger put on the best show in the, in the women's field this year. Okay. Well then I pick Pan Ams. Uh, you could have just gone chalk to stay with being on the winning team. <laughs> All right. Well, is there I, is there a to be awarded for whoever picks the most wins? Like, no. Okay. But Bill no. Bill made a thing. He was feeling like the dark horse, and he wanted to get some uh, some love in terms of picking the winners here. Uh, so I, I, I've the, I've made a life on just going along. So you know, I just that's that's me in a nutshell. So I just want to keep keep that up. All right, the the men. I think I don't know. I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say. It felt like every single week for the first three weeks of the USCX, we were treated to just banger after banger after banger. I'm kind of curious to hear what stood out for you, gentlemen. You choose who's going. I'll start it off. I picked Rochester day one. That's when we had Vinny B uh, going up against Andrew Strohmeyer. Uh, I, I don't remember the specifics of it. It came right down to the end, but I believe this is the race of the famous interview uh, with Vinny B. who's feeling like he might never win a race again. He comes back and he outfoxes Andrew Strohmeyer. Uh, but I like this one. I mean, one, because I think of these Euros, I think Vinny B has won a place in our heart. But I think, too, I think this is a, a time when Vincent gained a lot of respect for Andrew. And it was really cool to see Vincent just repeatedly show respect to Strohmeyer, to the young kid, for how he conducts himself as a bike racer. So a couple different, you know, a couple different reasons for that. But, yeah, that was a pretty cool, pretty cool race and a pretty cool win for Vinny. I'm going to let you go, Michael. Well, I think I I assumed we were all going to pick this race. Um, Charm City Day 2. Andrew Strohmeyer gets the dub. Um, lots of attacks, lots of backs and forth. We had drop chains. We had crashes. We had, we had chats. We had talks in the race that we speculated on on the podcast. And then I listened to Bill's podcast, Andrew Strohmeyer, and we were correct um, but yeah, that, that to me is, I mean, like I immediately look at your category, Zach, and I was like, oh, what race comes to my mind right away? And it's, it's, it's Charm City Day 2. So it's like, that's, that's the race of the year. That was sort of also the culmination. I mean, it wasn't the end of the season, but that's like kind of the culmination of the breakout, right? That's like the, that's the pinnacle of the breakout is you get that big dub in, in sort of in, in Baltimore home field. Like just, it had everything that I wanted in it. Intrigue, drama, you know, possible infighting, sort of alliances forming during the heat of the battle, everything. That's the race. 
You make such a good argument. I, and I, I can't, you know, it's hard to vote against that, but I will put this one out there as well. I think we had a lot of great races. I mean, we talked about the USCX. I think on the men's side, it was just really fun. You know, all these, these really close races. However, what I would like to put up as a nomination for this is uh, elite nationals, men's elite nationals. You had Strohmeyer again, setting the pace, getting out. You had people running into each other. You had crappy weather. You had, you know, um, crash modes and, <laughs> and fixing chains. You had huge road sections where people are putting in insane efforts in, in Bruner. You got Bruner's then teammate Funston, who wasn't really his teammate anymore. That just hadn't been announced. Uh, it, it, like seeing that Bruner is back and all of a sudden wanting to have an alliance with Strohmeyer and who knows if that, how that really went, but then Bruner's coming back and then he's like, well, now I'm working with Eric again. And then Eric goes, and then those two guys are fighting it out. I, that, I think that, you know, that was another one that was just one of the, one of the best races of the year and just such an amazing effort for, uh, Eric Bruner. You know what? I feel like there's a sense. I think there's just the sense that the elite racing on the men's side has been at a very high level and we're getting, we've got some of the old faces. We've got some new faces. Uh, you know, we bid farewell to an adopted face. You know what? I'm giving it to all three. Like, I can't pick a winner here. I feel like you guys made compelling arguments. I could have made a more compelling argument, but, you know, I I don't know. I'm not going to pick one. I'm not going to pick one because I think these were all great races. Well, so this this sets up perfect for the uh, viewer, Viewer's Choice Award, Listener's Choice Award. Let's put it up on Instagram, on CX Series Bulletin Instagram. We'll do a can we do polls on Instagram? Yes. That works, right? Yeah. All, All right. right. We're going to do it. We'll do it as a poll. We'll put up these three races and we'll have people vote on what was the best race of the year. I like it. Democracy. So we're in uh, an election year. So that's good. That's good. Uh, all right. We've got a few more left to go on the domestic side. Uh, so what was the best story storyline? And, you know, you can interpret this however you want. I think that we did have some good stuff going on in domestic uh, cyclocross this year. And, you know, story can be a particular race. It can be a series of races. It could be a whole season. You know, it can be uh, this one. I'm leaving a little bit more open uh, to your your interpretation. So, you know, what stories were you vibing on or feel like kind of was the story of this season. Uh, I'll go first because I totally missed this category, but I just thought of one. Um, my, my storyline is the continuation of USCX. This is the third season, I believe, right? Third season of USCX broadcast got better. It showcased, it just, it delivered a concise and reliable, narrative you know for the very short compact time it told a re- the story it, it gave viewers a chance to really engage with domestic cyclocross racing you know you had little just you had like a small type package you had a little course previews you had the race and then bill you're there just get some some questions post race get some re- actually really good interviews some some sort of moments that were not like 
you know, unscripted and sort of like where writers kind of like had emotion or maybe just like didn't give the answer that was wrote. Um, so yeah, that's my storyline is that it, it was a way to really show, you know, something that we've been worried about being in decline and sort of as we've, some of the bigger races are shrinking. My storyline is that it's still there. And on the men's side, the racing was really exciting. And a lot of people hopefully got to see that. And hopefully that got folks excited for cross and next year and, you know, for more investment and, and hopefully all our gravel riders saw that and are excited to come back to it. Some former gravel riders too. Uh, I, I, I had the same thing. I had the, I, I had the USCX. I think it, uh, this is a good time that we've had a little bit of news on the USCX for next year. We don't know exactly how it's going to look, but we do know that really rad won't be part of it. They sent out a press release, uh, about a week ago, just announcing that they were no longer going to be in the USCX. Um, my gut tells me that it's because of Oh, I think he, I think it was even in there that it was timing and that the hope is that we're going to get a USCX series that's more compact, but we don't know at this point officially what that's going to look like. So I had a couple of options written down. I guess they all are centered around the USCX. So I guess there's probably a good chance that the USCX is going to be the big winner here. Um, but you know, my first one was Stroh time. I felt like, you know, Andrew Strohmeyer, uh, among people who follow cyclocross was getting people excited. Um, especially in the Eastern part of the U S just seeing people excited to actually watch cyclocross, like, because they wanted to see what Strohmeyer was going to do. Uh, so I think, you know, uh, again, Stroh time being him doing the race, he's still the big dig, but Stroh time was the, the, the hoopla and fanfare around him doing the big digging, uh, Vinny B's swan song, you know, I think a rider that a lot of people came to respect. And, you know, this was uh, he just actually retired. It was last race was this past weekend. Um, but getting him uh, getting to see him race one more time here in the U.S. and getting a couple wins, you know, that he thought he wouldn't get. I think that it'll be tough to forget that very emotional moment of, you know, him crying and just the emotions of of winning a race. You know, which again, to Michael's point, we got to experience because of the USCX experience and setup. We got to, you know, experience that. And I think that's, you know, super underrated aspect of having broadcast races is we get to see these and remember these things and experience them on more than just hearing about it in race reports that don't exist anymore. And, you know, that's not lost on us. Uh, Obviously, then Rochette just sweeping the USCX and just absolutely dominating it uh you know the only time she was in peril was was it day one or two the day at rochester when she dropped her chain and she had to fight back and then still ended up winning the race relatively handily so those are my stories uh some of the storylines i guess i don't have to pick we're just going to go with the uscx it continues to fly on so the uscx our storyline of the year i don't know how this one's going to go uh, I wanted to do a fun one before we get to our, you know, the most important one or rider of the year. Uh, man got a lot of love in 2022. Uh, Jay Money, Jonathan Anderson was definitely the crowd favorite. Uh, he was injured, did not race this year. So I thought we would give a tip our caps and give a homage to Jay Money. Did you guys have anyone out there that was uh, keeping keeping the spirit of Jay Money, spirit of cyclocross? 
alive this year. I mean, I don't know how you can live up to that, man. I, I mean, I feel like it's it's really hard to. I don't know. I I feel like I feel like I can't. Think, I mean, there's. I don't know. I have to. You have to might have to come back to me, but I I don't have anybody right now. I don't. I don't know. Like. Who who was out there? Who was out there? Was like May. Who was out fashioning their own kit, and like, who had a supporters club? I kind of don't disagree. I I struggled with this one. I was like, oh, I created the category. I was like, oh, we'll have some good entries, and I struggled with it too. I again, this is my challenge. I know a lot of you listen. Like, if you're not if you're not winning the races, start to think about how you can become a fan favorite. Like there's nothing stopping all of you from becoming the J monies of this field. <laughs> Do a kit. Like everyone wears a kit. Like that doesn't stand out. Make your own kit. I don't know. Do your own thing. Get a thing. I mean, we didn't even have, you know, Tyler Cloutier retired. We didn't even have, you know, our, uh, man of the mid pack, uh, out there this year. So, I don't know. That's my challenge to you. Uh, the best I could come up with, you know, hat tip to to Kerry Werner for truly bringing Kenny to cyclocross nationals, single speed nationals. I thought that bringing Kenny out of the woodwork, wearing the stash, keeping it on for the entire race. I don't know. I felt like Kenny deserved. I'm sorry, Kerry. I can't even who's who anymore. I felt like <laughs> Kerry deserves some love because he did show up. I know that his heart is in cyclocross and hopefully we'll see him race some more. And it was really hard for him. So I just wanted to give him um, some love that he, you know, he did show some of that uh, spirit that made him, you know, such a fan favorites for so many years. When I first read this, I, I don't think may, maybe it was not in the, the spirit intended. Uh, I, I just went with Vinny, uh, Vincent Bastin's uh, just, I, I felt like just his, dedication to coming to the u.s and just all the you know the, the guys become like a, a a u.s cyclocross folk hero at this point and to be there for his final win of his career and all that kind of stuff was great but but that's that's not what this award is so we'll just push that aside and i will uh instead give uh my nominee for the j money spirit of cyclocross award you were talking about the single speed race, Zach. I am giving it to the shark who got DQ'd because he didn't have sleeves. Oh man, this is that, a- I know I, I'm blanking on your name. I'm sorry, I that, could look it up, but I, I'm you, not going to. Wow, that's um. Do you remember, Bill? This do is, you know? Do you know that they try? So the the officials who, uh. No, I, I believe it was the USA Cycling staff in in their own little protest for the DQ actually ripped the sleeves off of the official who DQ'd him. That was a true thing. <laughs> wow, that's 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 pretty interesting. I think that wow, that's hard. That All right, here, we'll, we'll make it easy for your Bodie. Pick one, Kenny or the shark. Who gets the award? Well, see, I actually want to. I want to come back. I think maybe I have someone now. Oh, oh but, okay, but, okay. But I, I just gotta. I know we have some Gen X listeners on this podcast, Bill. Also, uh, but whenever we talk about the shark, there was a skit on Saturday Night Live. It was kind of before my time, but it was. So I'm, I might misremember it correctly, but it's about someone knocking at the door, 
and it was a it was a shark. And then they would answer the door, and the shark would just like eat them. I think. Well, they would knock, and they would say, "Candy Graham," <laughs> and then they'd go back and forth. And yeah, no, it was, it was yeah. So when you talk about the shark, that's that's what I think of. And I, I feel like maybe next year in the heat check, that that needs to be somehow be worked into some video content. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick. You know, thinking about Jay Money, thinking about at races, he would have a lot of people yelling for him. So okay, he had supporters. You know who has a lot of supporters in the race? Who's grinding out sort of mid pack? Got a couple top tens this year. Speaking of single speed, Bren, Ben Frederick. I'll give him. I'll nominate him for the J Money Spirit of Cyclocross Award. Uh, he's got a, he's got a fun kit. I have I have one of his designs, um, raising money um, for brain injuries. Um, and you know, like I said, he he's in that mid pack, grinding down the single speed. Some sometimes he picks that over his geared bike. Um, so that's my nomination. I feel like I feel I feel better about that. Feel the shark. <laughs> How can you not feel the shark? All right. That's what uh, that's the confirmation I needed. Uh, whoever the shark was, let us know. Uh, get in touch with us and we'll give you your golden Tubi award. So we'll just try to figure out <laughs> who you are. Um, all right. So we've arrived. Uh, we've given out some awards. We're at perhaps the most coveted golden Tubi of them all. Rider of the year. Let's start with the men. Your top male rider from North America. I don't know. I don't know if any of the Euros dominated enough to like be around. Like they weren't around long enough. And I don't know. I mean, maybe you could have made the argument in the past that Vinny might have been the best domestic rider. Uh, but let's let's stick with the North American here. You got to pick somebody to go first. Bodie. You know. It was, uh, you know, I looked, I crunched the numbers, I looked around, but it's, it's really hard to, you know, overlook our current national champion, two-time, sorry, three-time Pan American champ, um, Eric Bruner. I mean, he didn't have the longest season as everybody else, but he did rattle off Five wins in a row, six total, first race back, uh, second place to Joris Neuenhaus, who is probably going to win an award for me in the Euro category. Um, Didn't, you know, didn't really, he went to Europe, raced a few races, nothing remarkable, but this is a domestic category and award. You know, I hope he races more across next year, uh, but I think his small strong schedule is enough to give give him the uh, a male elite rider of the year uh so i also went with eric bruner uh, our friends over at cyclocross 24 tweeted out about the most wins this year and you know i think there would be there could be a, co- a compelling case to be made for andrew strohmeyer i mean he was in the mix like he was really stirring things up but he only won i believe the one race uh this year and i was really swayed by not only the two jerseys, the two most important jerseys for domestic riders. Uh, but then still, he's st- still six wins for, for Eric Bruner. Um, you know, it's tough to com- argue against that number. I think that, you know, again, as Bodie said, his season was short, uh, and but it was pretty sweet. And, you know, 
he won. He he gave a tough race against Yoris. Uh, he won several races. He absolutely dominated the Pan American Championships in a in a Jersey race, and you know he ended up overcoming self inflicted mistakes at the national championships to kind of roar back and ultimately take control of that race. So I I don't see any way to vote against Brunner uh, this year. I, this this one's this one's going unanimous. I'm also. Going with Bruner, shocker, tough choice. Uh, I I will say at, at when he won that Pan Am Championship, I don't think I've seen anybody go faster on a cyclocross course other than Matthew Vanderpool this year. I mean that was just a a show of force. Uh, so yeah, no no real arguments there. As a quick addendum to the to the to the spirit of um, the the J Money, Kobe Freeburn. Kobe Freeburn, the shark. Congratulations, sir. Um, so here's one that I think that there's just no way. There's no way there's going to be a unanimous winner for this one. I think that there's just lots of choices. I think we're going to argue about this one. I, the, the rest of this podcast might be arguing uh, about this one. Bill, Elite Women's Rider of the Year. I... This one is really hard because I think that I think that Magalie Rochette was by far the the strongest and most dominant rider we saw out there. You know, she she committed herself to racing all of the USCX races and won all of the USCX races. That's that's tough to compete with. The the only the person who then sort of cleaned up behind her and races where she wasn't, Carolyn Manny, I, I meant, you know, I, I I think is would be in the running for me as a as as a candidate for for rider of the year. Just how she grinds it out every year is always there. We'll tell you her, you know, how long she's been doing this and how she really isn't sure why she does it anymore, except that she loves it and can't stay away. And I hope that she continues to come back. And she's definitely, again, you know, we talked about Vincent Bastin's and it's a little different story because he doesn't live here. I mean, Carolyn <laughs> has lived in the U S I think since, since college. So she's been here a, a long time, but is still a French, you know, citizen and doesn't race at nationals, doesn't race at Pan Ams, but I think is, is just, um, such, such a huge part of the domestic scene and had such a, such a great year this year. So who are you voting for though? Uh, Rochette. (laughs) (laughs) I also voted for Rochette. I don't, I have hinted several times. I mean, she was just so dominant in the USCX and, I don't know. I think there's a compelling argument that to be made that she still would have won elite Canadian nationals and Pan Ams had she raced in those races and not gone to Europe. So um, Rochette's my pick. Bodie, is Rochette unanimous? Yes, unanimous. And I just want to point out that, yeah, yeah, along with winning all the US CX races, she also finished fourth at World Cup Waterloo behind Femme, Puck, and Alvarado, arguably three of the top four riders in the world. So 
on that was a race a world cup race on domestic soil that counts in my books um magsters is the best all right we did it it was a good domestic season looking forward to to getting back at it next year we also had a European campaign. We've got to give out some awards for that one as well. Probably a little bit more fun. We like to have a little bit more fun with this. You know, we've always said that for us, we're more like it's our chance to be fans of the sport and speculate and have some fun with it. Uh, so let's just jump right in. It's kind of like the bizarro, uh, the bizarro. We're going weird order for bizarro award. Guys, who was the third best cyclocross racer in the world this year? Bill. Okay. I <laughs> I had this written down. Where is it? Okay, there it is. I got this. Third best cyclocross racer in the world this year. Lucinda Brand. <laughs> I, I mean, she, just the she was the top rider for the Lions. She was if if she was just gutting out wins, came back from a broken nose, gutting out more wins, always on the podium, always right there. Uh, just I, I I thought just a just a brilliant season for her. Just really 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 strong season. I don't think that she is going to be um, topping Femme or Puck, and I gave her the edge over Sailing, who won the World Cup. So what the hell do I know? Oh, I'm sorry. This was third best period, men or women. You're still going with brand? Yes, I'm still going with brand. So, I mean, look. Because the only, so then it would have been. No, okay. that's a good pick. Uh, that's no, a no, 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 pick. No, no. I'm going Vanderpool. And yeah, Wrong. so who we got? We got Vanderpool. Well, she better than Haley. No, the best I'm just saying. racer in the world is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good pick. I feel like she was in like the top three for she was in the top three for this award. So that is a good pick. I like that pick. Bodie, who did you pick? I mean, I'm going to make it easy or maybe make it easy because I also I'm going to pick brand too. I, I think I totally agree with Bill. She just rattled off three wins in a row. Um I think in just don't agree with me where I almost shot myself in the foot with that argument at the end. Just ignore that part. She, uh, I think she's moved to second in the quad squad in my quad squad rankings. Perennial. Just look at her results all season. Always there either winning or on second. This, the, the, the world's podium streak. Um, as you said, the, you know, making the lions men like do work so they can keep up with her. Like I just third best rider in the world. Listen to brand. No doubt. I like it. I think that I was having a hard time with this one. I am going to give some love to my guy though. Ailey's repeat my new favorite rider. I felt like, you know, he put up 11 wins, like low key, solid season and he's won all of the races. That's his second highest total, I believe, as an elite racer. Um, so, you know, won the Belgian national championship. But I would say, yeah, I think there's a compelling argument to made for Brand, especially the way that she finished the season. She overcame the injuries and she was really um, capped it with a second place at World. So uh, I wanted to give some love to Ailey, but I like the Brand pick. And uh, I think we should roll with that one. I want to say, so... A couple of these categories, I was trying to, I wanted to see head to head on women and men. 
And you can't do that on CX24. I, and then that makes sense. They're not in the same races, but I feel like CX24, if you're listening, let's make that happen somehow. Let's, let's, let's make, let's compare race to race numbers. Let's put them up on the same page. I'd like to compare these guys because we have this important question on our show. Who is the best cyclocross racer in the world? And, you know, it's, it's men and fe- men and female, man and woman. So, well, I, I mean, Kenny and Becca kind of pioneered the, Exactly. Across the inner team competition for the uh, the cross category competition. So there has there is a precedent for it. Uh, let's do another one uh, that might. I don't know. It might it's kind of we'll go open ended with this one. What's like the best moment of the season or the best like stretch, the best kind of like week of race, the best couple weekends? I, you know, moment could be a. A race, it could be a, a singular moment, it could be, you know, a two or three week period. Uh, but what are you going to remember? What's your top moment uh, from this season? Pull on pull violence. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. All right. Benedorm, Matthew, Matthew Vanderpool at Benedorm. Actually, no, sorry. My favorite moment. <laughs> pull on pull violence. My favorite moment was when. <laughs> When Matthew Vanderpool announced that he was he was getting ready for cross and he, he had a golf shot in this video, that was my favorite moment. <laughs> All right, so Bodie's just going. Are you are you so are you back with Vanderpool? Did you have in Vanderpool? No, because my worst moment when he started like driving his Lamborghini. <laughs> no, I'm not back with Vanderpool. An irresistible Bill. pole versus an immovable pole. <laughs> <laughs> see see how it's not the best moment you guys saw everybody saw the video like i'm glad he's not hurt but it was hilarious for, for this category best moment i i had i had the lion cubs uh yoris and pims rise to the top and sort of taking over cyclocross for a for a for a, a, a stretch of the season in there. I thought that was, that was my best moment for the year. Okay. So, you know, there was also best storyline. Yeah. I okay. Do. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, along those lines, I kept it with the lines. I went with uh Nestoberfest uh, during that glorious two week period when uh, Tebow Ness won. There's no best storyline. Didn't I add it? Top, top story. Not for Euros. Got on my list. How do you have... See, how do we have different lists? Continue text later. <laughs> you sent photos. We just made Scratch our own... Scratch best. added it. I just added it. Scratch best new media pitch stick and add top storyline. And then I said... You said already locked in. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, <laughs> meant, like, that meant that the well, media pitch both. stick wasn't going away. Like, it's uh, Okay. All right. All right. You're okay. All right. Well, my anyway, bad. I, am I, am I, wait, am I leaving all this in or am I editing yeah, it out? Sure. Let, okay. Let, let, okay. Okay. There's no rules for the golden tubies yet. <laughs> it's only our third year. Uh, this is the type of stuff that usually does not end up in your podcast feed. Uh, so I picked Nestoberfest. It was really awesome, culminating with Thibaut Ness winning the uh, Truck World Cup, uh, the race that he had been racing at, really, since, I think since he was a junior, right? Before he was even eligible for uh, racing in the elite race. Um, 
I don't know. This is a this is a tough one to pick for the the top moment. Um, but you know, Bodie threw both all the the eggs in the Vanderpool basket, and he had me at pull on pull violence. So we'll we'll go with the we'll go with pull on pull. All right. So one that uh, we were in the green room, we were actually we we're talking about uh, this one for maybe being a little bit of a challenging one for us to do. Best race men i mean it's got to be i mean it's been a dorm for me i don't know there's probably like once again it's like this is how my mind works like if we started talking about other races they would come back but i can't just recall these races except for ben and dorm ben and dorm is the one that sticks in my head it's the pull and pull violence it's the amazing it's bill's what did you call like it was your top five cyclocross feature was the the bike path climb yeah yeah the, the, the drone shots. I mean, it was just, it was fun. It was fast. It was dirty. It was dusty. It didn't end how we thought it would. We got, wow, got a, got a big dub. I mean, just, I, I love that race. So yes, that's my best race of the year. It was my pick too. You look back on it, it was the, it was the most competitive race that I remember at least watching the one that I was, you know, I paid for my whole couch, but I only used the edge. It, it, it <laughs> It was, it was, it was great. Like Vanderpool's day started off shitty and ended shitty. He was like 30 something and he had to fight back to get on, get onto the group. And then he's like, you know, playing whatever video game you want to compare it to going up that climb and passing like 10, 15, 20 people at a time, getting back into the lead group. Tebow's up there. Wout's up there. Uh, Wout and Vanderpool show Tebow what you know world tour power looks like that uh, one time and just dust the poor kid going up there and then then they're back in it and it's Van Torn out you know catches up and it's him and Wout fighting it out for the win just brilliant beautiful race definitely race of the year I also picked Ben and Dorm love it women can I make this easy for the women it's Ben and Dorm <laughs> best race of the year you had Alvarado trying to seal up the World Cup. It was just like the ultimate dangler out there. Pem, you know, Fem and Puck are just fighting it out at the front, going back and forth. Just Puck just trying everything she can to beat Fem. And then all of a sudden, Alvarado just passes both of them going down the stretch. And they were like, where the hell did you come from? We thought we dropped you two laps ago. So then they have to deal with that. And then they finally drop her again on that same climb with an, another amazing burst of power. And then we get like the most tactical half lap racing with the, with the planks and with the, with the turn and going up high because she thought she, you know, Puck thought she could get more speed coming around her and Femme going, that's not really going to work because I'm just going to shoulder you to the outside and go around and win this race. It was great. Ben and Dorm, best two races of the year, men and women. I also picked Ben and Dorm. <laughs> Bodie. Well, I didn't have a race, but Bill sold me. So Ben and Dorm women's race as well. I, I wrote it down. I, I guess Bill sold me on. Uh, so I had for the men, I had Benendorm question mark. And then for the women, I was like Benendorm exclamation point. But <laughs> Bill sold me that they both should have been exclamation points. Um, didn't Weren't we given like props to Benendorm last year too? I feel yes. like this yeah. race is just like yeah. low-key slid in here. And, uh, no, it's, 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 it's the, it's the. <laughs> it's a perfect race for our for our just sort of disassociated world where the riders hate it 
and everybody else loves it. I guess the riders like going to it, though. You know, that's the one thing. Well, yeah, it's they're like, there. It's, it's the right? Spanish road. They're all there training. Exactly. So it's easy for them. So, yeah. no, They got to put up with one, yeah, Dusty Park race. and Never take it Never take it off the off the calendar. Yeah. I mean, so I just side note, if you can remember, was the Deegan women's race good? No. Or am I? No. Okay. All right. No, Puck won pretty convincingly. So this we I think we introduced maybe a few years ago um, for the women, and I think now it's become relevant for the men as well as you know there were questions about if there'd be even a uh, a Belgian male on the podium at the World Championships, top non Dutchy, and uh, probably some I, I I don't know I I had to think about I didn't I didn't I had to think about this and maybe I didn't really think about it too much, um, but. Women, who's your top non-Dutchie? Top non-Dutchie for me in the women is Zoe Backstead. I, th- I think low-key, really strong year. You can look at Laura Verdonshot, I think, who was maybe in the running with, with you all. But I think if you look at quality of performances and, and where she picked them up, I think Backstead really – had a a solid year and looking past the the quad squad, especially as the season went on and the season built, you know, even with uh, Schreiber in there as well, she turned out to be to just show that she was a stronger rider. And it was something that we've seen with Backstead in the past where, you know, not always off to the best start, but by the time the end of the season comes around, by the time rainbows are on the horizon, Backstead's coming in strong. So she she was my pick. Yeah, I mean I I I put Laura I put Laura Don shot. I just like the story of her season. Um, but I did look up Zoe and yeah, it was quiet, but strong is really interesting. Like she didn't seem like she was there too much in these races, but I started comparing her to other non Dutchies and she's pretty much one of the best. I mean, if you look at her and Laura this season, it's a seven to five Zoe and they head to head, but um, I'm, I'm still picking Laura. I like, I like what she did. Um, I like that as the Belgian winning the top nun Dutch. She, oh, I'm sorry. Take that back. I would say she almost beat, she beat Kant, but she didn't. Um, but, you know, she got, she got the win at the end of the season. She had the, the Spanish run in the beginning. She seemed to get stronger as the season went on. So my top nun Dutchy is Laura. Now, she gets that national championship. I think we're it's a it's a it's a closer call for me. I wondered if there should be like a top non, like, Dutchy Belgi. Um, but we'll maybe add that on. Because yeah, when you're there. when you're in charge of the award show, then, <laughs> I mean, just that you can you can start contorting yourself. I, I like the Laura pick. I think that's a good one. You know, she's been someone that we've had her. I I've tried to make Laura Verdon shot happen for sure. We you know, we coined the Verdon shot zone and to see her get all those dubs over in Spain and then come back and finish the season really strong. But I voted for Zoe as well. I think winning that U23 world championship in convincing fashion kind of cemented for me that, um, that she is the top, you know, young rider right now. And she has been getting results at the elite level as well. But, you know, one of those where we saw some riders like Schreiber was giving her a hard time, you know, but then she came out and kind of dominated that race. So that for me kind of, kind of clinched it. 
Um, so yeah, I went with Zoe Backstead as well. And by the, I guess by the rules of math, I guess she's our winner. Uh, so who was your top non-Dutchie for the men? I'll get started. Obviously, I went with Ailey, mostly because his name has three letters and that matches Zoe. And I just was going for economy of first names. I went with Ailey also. I I think that he deserves his his flowers for this season. And this was the the best place to put him in there. I it just a great season. Another great season for him, but I think also a great full season for Ezerbeat. You know, none of the the of course you got Vanderpool in there, which is always gonna take away the the dubs, but still still staying strong throughout throughout the year. And I think um I don't know. I, I Zach sort of made a point of this all year about most likable, non-likable guy or however you phrase it. But I, I've all, I, yeah, he's, he's like a good dude and he seems like a down to earth guy. And he seems like, um, he goes out there and, and races his bike and, and enjoys it and always, always is up for a, up for the, up for the fight. So Ailey Ezerbeat. Yeah. I, I picked, I picked our man Ezerbeat. Um, like, I mean, he, won the most prize money this year. I'm just pulling that stat out of the air. Um yeah, like you said, full season. He's 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 the cyclocross racers cyclocross racer. He's he's in it for CX. Um he's always kind of battling. He's like, you know, he's always in the mix and he's always got some interesting drama going on around him, whether it's his teammates or other riders and you know, he just grinds, he gets it done, and he's out there stoked that he got, you know, third on the last race of the season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, how, he, he, how do you not pick the guy? He won, what, two of the series overall? I'm just, yeah, that's him. Great. Top non-Dutchie. You know, maybe there's a world someday that we'll be talking about top non-Belgie, but we, we have a ways to go. Until uh, we get back there. All right, so we've got a couple more. Uh, so this one, I, I, I picked this because uh, I think I wanted to give this award to a particular person. But biggest biggest bummer of the year for the European campaign. What let you down this year? The big three was the biggest bummer of the year for me. I mean... You know the the poor Flanders classics uh, media team and graphics designers coming up with this whole campaign for their uh, animals and all that other kind of stuff, and it just it just fizzled out. It was nothing. You know, we talked about like our our favorite race of the year was the one that was actually competitive. It was only you know two. Of, well, Pitcock was in there a little bit, right? He was in that race too. For he showed his he face. Was, he was there. Yeah, Air exactly. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> Watt was able to get a win, and uh, uh, Vanderpool found a pole. Uh, but yeah, it was just. I, I think the if next year there is any talk of a big three, it's just going to get a, a big old media pit eye roll. I, so, I Bill, think. important question for you. So, I think you were on this. You were tracking the incredible shrinking big three. Where did we end up? <laughs> the big three. Where did we end up number wise? How far did we shrink? I th- I think that 
see, this is where it's hard because I think you would say, well, logically it's just one, right? It's just Vanderpool. That's just one. It's just a big one. But the thing is like Vanderpool is larger than life. So does Vanderpool go beyond one is like Vanderpool just on his own 1.25. So you're not even giving a wout a 0.25? Nothing? Nada? No. Zero. Who say? He got got bent and torn because (laughs) Vanderpool ran into a pole. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't going to win that race. True. So, yeah, no, I'm just canceling both of them out. The big three is 1.25 and it's all Vanderpool. All right, Bodie. I mean, I think our our green room just oh was this was this actually in the show or was this green room Sweek, my biggest bummer of the year um we love us some lauren Sweek on this podcast he has provided us with countless amounts of fodder and discussion and bulletin posts and tweets and he just he i don't know if, i don't know if the injury injury he got in the first race at, in that crazy downhill crash at b mine cross was sort of the catalyst for everything for this season, or if that was just an incident, but like he wasn't there. He just wasn't the guy he had zero wins, five podiums. And just, he, you know, at times he wasn't the strongest guy on that team. I think at the end, Yoron Vershear is, is sort of their, you know, was their strongest rider. So biggest bummer for me this week. And I, I, you know, what, how old is Lawrence? Like he's, he's not hitting it. Yeah. He's not getting it. Like that's what I'm like. I'm hoping he's 31. Like I'm hoping he turns it around and he's, even if he doesn't reach that sweet status he did last year, just the guy who can come out and, and win Osmale. Like if he can do that again, I'll be happy. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Bill, love your pick. Uh, I think my second pick was going to be Wout for just being a big bummer, but you just encapsulated it by calling it uh, just not being as good and just kind of being over cycle cross and not racing worlds, but you called it with the big three. Uh, but Bodie, my pick was the Sweck session. I think that, you know, we didn't get the, we didn't get the recession that everyone said we were going to get, you know, after the boom years, but we did get a Sweck session after the boom year of 2023. So yeah, just, there's a bummer not having him around. I, he's a fun guy to talk about. And I think these young guys are going to have a long way to go in terms of being the mercurial entities that just garner so much attention and words on this podcast. And, uh, Lawrence just let us down this year. Swex session sounds like he's Logan Roy. I know <laughs> I was aware of this. I, 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 I thought someone would go so, there, but it was uh, the man. The uh, who's Kendall? <laughs> this is great, right? Because yeah, who is it? Is it uh, is it the team? The well, I guess team? it's not even. So it's not. It will be somebody outside of the team because it's it's uh, it's Tom who ends up like winning in the Spoiler, end. Not Bill. Even- Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. All right. Who is the cousin Greg of cyclocross people? This is what we need to know. Cam All right, so we got a few more here. Bill, you got one minute. What was the best media pit of the year for you? 
Okay, so if if you read my uh, updates in the in the bulletin, I tried. I I was on a roll there of ranking and rating. I guess grading the the different media rooms of Europe. Um, I will have to say that Waterloo, despite you know when we used to be in the tiny little Waterloo World Cup room, not great. But now that we're in the bigger one, that one's not bad. So Trek Waterloo, they have snacks, they have coffee. Sometimes you can even get a meal. So not bad at all. But as far as but. Also, a little bit of a walk to the venue. Uh, and, and that was kind of my issue. Like, if you go to Holst, amazing course, amazing race, the 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 um, media room is like a kilometer away. Like, that's a tough one. Maybe even longer than that. Like, it's a long walk. You're not going there between races. It's, it's impossible unless you bring a bike. So the best one, I will say, is the uh, Sven Ness Cycling Center, GP. Sven Ness in ball, the, the, a, a, what we call a tent here is just like a tent. A tent there has like real floors. It has walls. It's constructed. It has heat in there. It has sandwiches. It had, you know, soft drinks, coffee in the morning. And, and then they just had like a pallet of beer. So really just perfect. So I'm, I'm going with ball. Memories of Hartford 2017 when they just had that insane amount of Sierra Nevada they couldn't get rid of. And they were like, here, take some. Oh, take some home. I mean, I took like – I mean, I was still in grad school then and I needed it. And that was like – I took home a month's worth of beer from Hartford 2017. <laughs> 2012 Nationals in, in Sun Valley, Wisconsin, they had two sponsors, USA Cycling. They had – um Gatorade and Kellogg's. This was like in the heyday of USA cycling. And I remember seeing the back of people's vans and they were building forts out of Wheaties boxes that they were just like taking crates of Wheaties and just like building them up. And then I know people who to this day, this is over a decade ago, who still are pulling out new Gatorade towels to use. (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing all right so before we get to the most important one let's do some navel gazing and look at our podcast and you know we're pretty good at coming up with shticks and keeping things fun and interesting and you know sometimes we come up with stuff on the on the fly uh so guys what's i don't know if this is like this is total like just total navel gazing you know jumping the shark what was your favorite media pitch stick for the season? Wait, before we get to the favorite media stick, I just got one more thing that I'd like to talk about before. And that is my favorite stick. That's my favorite stick of the year. It is the the Bodie Colombo exit from from every episode or at least every topic of before I go. Just one more thing. So there it is. It's it, it's the it's the Bodie Colombo. Well, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm flattered that it's you, you referenced Columbo. And I just want to say it's because I don't want to interrupt you guys and you guys get talking. And I'm like, well, let, they're on a flow. Let them go. But the, and then you want to move on. I'm like, no. Nope. Mr. Shikin, just let me just ask you one more thing. <laughs> How did you know? I was just going to reveal something I know about next year's cyclocross season, and I decided not to in that moment. So, 
Bodie, what's your pick? <sighs> you know, I just, this is kind of not a media pit thing. It's kind of a me thing, but I shared it on the media pit this year. Uh, the streak tweet really enjoyed that this year. I had at least two people say they liked it. So I just pretty had a lot of fun. I mean, I don't know. What does it mean to win a race in a row? It means a little bit, you know, and you can be, I, I, I'll say that I really enjoyed it because what it made me do was look at a bunch of other racers I haven't thought about. You know, Merrick Konwa, Polish national champ, uh, Zuzana Kristala, uh, also Polish, I believe. You know, just I was di- I was looking around the world at all the OCX races going on. I was I was digging up names. I was learning about folks, and I I enjoyed that aspect. I found, you know, we've been doing this for four or five years now, and I found a new sort of thread to pick at that uh, made it interesting again. So that was my favorite thing. Zach, what Bodhi shtick do you want to talk about? I, I just feel like, <laughs> I, you know what? Like, I, I feel like this season um, was was home to one of the great arguments of the media pit, the the statement race oh, argument. Yes. That made its way on onto to Twitter, and I, you know, perhaps a little unfairly gave Bodie a little hard time about always trying to put <laughs> things in threes, which led to the quad squad. Uh, but I've noticed that Bodie and I are just straight vibing here tonight when we're looking back on this season. I picked the streak tweet. I love the streak tweet. So you know what? I like Bodie that. Despite all our differences this season, we are just straight vibing on our picks. We are straight vibing on our favorite Bodie shtick. Uh, I like, I appreciate that about you, that you deliver, you delivered, you know, Lawrence Sweck being elite that was there, you know, Bill last year, I would have given this to the best cyclocross racer in the world, that shtick, but that was last year's shtick. So there's some good shticks, but I'm going with the streak tweet. I looked forward to the streak tweet. You know, I was almost going to formulate some questions surrounding, like, I was like, thought we could debate who was going to have a longer streak tweet, like Vanderpool or Van Empel. And I don't know who ended up that way, but I thought Fam. the answer was going to be whoever does the most races because, uh, you know, I figured both of them would win all year. So that's my pick. Uh, Bodie and I feel like we're just getting along on the award show here tonight. Yeah, I mean, two people on Twitter. That's like a plurality of people. That is a plurality. Yeah, yeah. And to answer your question, uh, Zach, Femme had the longer streak by one. All right, it's time to go back to last year's shtick. Now, we could. We could give out best male rider and best female rider. But you all know the answers to that. Like, that's not even, there's no debate. There's no debate to be had there uh, for those awards. So there can only be one. Bill. Who is the best cyclocross racer in the world? Is this like the Highlander Award? Yes, there can be only one. The The best cyclocross racer in the world is Matthew Vanderpool. No fanfare, no nothing. Just putting it out there. Bodie, who are you picking? Well, I'll give you some numbers. 11 versus 10. Four, verse five, and then one more, one, verse zero. So my best rider in the world 
She had 11 wins in a row. Her lowest finish was fourth. And she won the overall of the X2O, Van Van Ampel. No! You forgot about six versus two. No! After I went an entire thing about how Bodie and I were vibing and putting all of our differences aside, he comes through and he picks Van Van Empel, who I did not pick. Going with Vanderpool. I'm wrong. I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> I guess we go into the offseason, Bodie, you and I setting the stage to perhaps disagree on some things next year. Six versus two. This year? Did he win six world champions this year? Or did he just win he won one? his sixth. He won one this year. She won. You know, here's the thing, though. What was, what Neither was Femme's, of them, what was Fem's but winning percentage? Not, it's percentage. not this year. This, this is where you're wrong. It, it does not say this year. It says best cyclocross racer in the world. That okay. is the title of this award. All right. I hear what that. Was, what was Fem's winning percentage? I think that's a good question. Um, let's see. Hang on. 90.4. Well, Vanderpulse was higher. It was higher. Whatever 13 over 14 is. Like 93.5%? 92.3. Okay. All right. Well, we did it. The Golden Tubies. We agreed on some things. We Were we doing agree. the top story that Michael didn't see? <laughs> nah, we'll get rid of that one. All right. It was Matthew Vanderpool. What's the top story? Breakout Rider of the Year, Yoris, uh, Sarah Casasola. <laughs> Anything else that we want to add for awards that weren't awarded? <laughs> that was it. Is that it? We're done? I think, we, <laughs> I think so. I think we did it. Anything else to add, Zach? Uh, Bodie, do you have anything to add? Actually, actually. <laughs> Tell us where we're wrong <laughs> in the bulletin Slack channel. You can get on there by subscribing to the CXR's bulletin. Uh, or you just send us an email, but or leave leave a comment on on Instagram. That works too. I'm trying to revive this Instagram. Yeah, account. you could you know, or you could tweet at me. I'm on Twitter, so if you don't have access, yeah, if you just you know, Bodie's just in charge of all the shtick. So just tweet at him and leave Zach and I out of this. Tweet at me what we got wrong. I'll report back to the duo. Um, I'm still over on that cesspool of Twitter. I mean, start a Facebook page. Let's just do that. No, no. I don't well, I, I mean, you know, TikTok is talking about going pivoting to, to photos, so everything that's old is new again. So I think we're not far from having a uh, media pit Facebook page in the near future. Oh God, don't don't bring me back to that that platform. All right, this was fun. Thank you for uh, putting this together, Zach. Uh, and yeah, there it was. Band play us out on the Golden Tubies. And uh, I don't know. What, hopefully hopefully we can come back soon. I don't know if it's going to be next week. I don't know if it's going to be a week after that. Hopefully we can come back soon at some point when the UCI decides to 
announce a calendar for cyclocross, both domestically and for the European season. That I think maybe, maybe we may take a little bit of time until that happens, and then we'll we'll come back and talk about that then.